This is John Gramstrand, and I'm a certified energy specialist for CHS Ag Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan along with Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman. We begin with Harvest Hotline, brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the North Dakota Mill, and Amity Technology. American Crystal Sugar wrapped up their sugar beet harvest yesterday. General agronomist Joe Hastings says the crop was a record setter on many levels. We're still getting all our numbers put together and running all the statistics. Of course, but for tons harvested, it's going to be a record there, around 12.7 million tons per acre. Again, will be a record. Uh, you know, it looks like recoverable sugar per acre is going to be there too. And we had very low loss to molasses for our quality. So we had a, and then we had very high sugars as well, not a record, but I think uh, very, very good. So a lot of good things happened with this year's crop. Hastings says a number of factors contributed to the large crop, beginning with the early snow cover last fall. Unlike most years, we were able to capture a lot of that snowfall and recharge that uh, soil profile more than we that helped maintain our crop. And I think also that dry summer we had made for very little disease in the root, so it wasn't having to fight off all the, the root pathogens and also a very nice healthy canopy along with proper production practices of, you know, using fungicides and good variety placements so we didn't have the impact of disease as much to just produce a healthy crop that could respond the way it did. And, and I think the temperatures we had, you know, we had a warm summer, but I look early on, we had some darn warm nights too in May and June that helped really push the crop and make up time. Farming near Wheaton, Minnesota, Jamie Byer says there is still quite a bit of harvest yet to get done. We've gotten most of the sugar beets out and most of the beans, still a lot of corn left. Um, we've had, I don't know, a quarter inch of precipitation now, so that gives everyone a chance to repair what they've broken <laughs> the past couple of days. We went from flood to drought to you know, I wouldn't say flood, but too much precipitation now uh, lately as of harvest. But the crops are, are looking really nice and solid, just maybe a hair above average. It's been a very up and down growing season, but Fire says most growers have been happy with yields. People are, are pretty optimistic with what they're pulling out of the field. Of course, you know, you can sort of tell field by field which one caught a little more rain or even within the field, which one maybe was a little bit of a pothole. It seems like the potholes are winning this year. It's always a little nerve wracking when you're in a drought, but the seed varieties we have now seem to, to stand up during those conditions. With five to six inches of snow on the ground, fall fertilizer application came to a screeching halt for Dakota Agronomy Partners Glenburn location agronomist Ty Gross. Monday, Tuesday we were spreading and uh, we got hammered with snow here Wednesday night and into Thursday and I kind of brought our operations to a halt. We were hoping the season isn't over but it's not looking very good right now. Gross says there's still crop in the field. A few acres of corn that I've seen around here that are still out there, which isn't great, and also 
I mean, around here, there's a couple quarters of sunflowers out still, so that's not not ideal situations for those guys. I mean, you can see, I mean, I'm looking at a field out my window right now, and you can see uh, there's a pretty significant amount of snow that gets caught on top of those heads, so hopefully those stay standing for those guys, but yeah, I would imagine they'd break over a lot easier than corn would. The harvest has been stalled by this change in the weather. Dairyland Seed Regional Agronomist Brian Weller covers Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. We have some areas as you get in uh, southern Minnesota uh, as well as into South Dakota where some folks are done with corn. They're done with everything. And then uh, a couple miles down the road, we have folks that are just really getting a good start. And, uh, you know, they're 20 to 30 percent done. As an overall average, you know, throughout the throughout the, the tri-state area, I would hazard to guess we're, we're that 40 to 50% done with, again, some folks done and, and others just getting a good start. Despite the dry growing conditions, Waller is surprised with the yields coming out of the region, corn is drying down. I've talked to dealers. I've taken off a few plots here, and we're seeing some moistures that are, you know, down to 15% on some of the earlier products in the maturity zone. Uh, and then we're seeing some, some moistures upwards to that 21, 22, uh, especially if they're a little bit later in the zone. But for the most part, as a general statement, uh, we're coming in slightly drier than normal in a lot of areas. Now with this rain, we will pick up moisture. Belfield, North Dakota farmer Byron Richard has finished up corn harvest, but others in his area are still working. Well, harvest been pretty good. It was a long one. Uh, we had an exceptional year out in our area for corn and sunflowers. The row crops were phenomenal this year. A lot of sunflowers haven't been harvested yet. Corn, I would say, probably is maybe two-thirds done at the most up in our area there, but it's been excellent yields, a lot of challenges for some folks. They're not used to this many bushels. A lot of people out west aren't set up with dryers like they are out east, so... You almost have to give time for it to dry down, but then we're historically been around that 70, 80 bushel corn, and this year we're averaging that 120, 125 bushel in a lot of places. So it's just been one of the most exceptional years for corn. Richard says snow and muddy road conditions have disrupted his plan to get some calves weaned and sold. They've had probably six inches of wet snow on the ground already. Um, they're anticipating another six to eight inches. Uh, they had 60-hundreds of rain just prior to that, and of course we had good subsoil moisture prior to that even, so things are getting relatively muddy. Uh, I know with the oil field out there and stuff, we're seeing closures on roads and stuff by the counties, and they're shutting them down for heavy truck traffic, but I think uh, after today they'll probably get open back up. But yeah, we're getting pretty well saturated. It's uh, probably the wettest fall we've had, maybe going on six, seven, eight years. And that's Harvest Hotline, brought to you by A Country Farm Credit Services, the North Dakota Mill, and Amity Technology. This is the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. A second round of weather is coming through today. National Weather Service Bismarck-based meteorologist Matt Johnson says there's more snow in the forecast for central and northwestern North Dakota. Yeah, so we're seeing the second wave move in right now, and we're kind of seeing snow accumulations across much of central North Dakota. Um, and we have seen accumulations already accumulated across the northwest from that first wave, and we've seen accumulations from 8 to 11 inches in some areas on the higher end of the spectrum with some, some lower accumulations in some areas, maybe seeing 4 to 5. It could be a wide range. It just kind of 
depends on this band where it sets up and it's it could be a a band axis anywhere from the southwestern North Dakota all the way up into like the Devil's Lake area. That axis could see anything up to possibly a foot in some areas. After this system, more seasonally low temperatures are in the forecast. No, so after the system rolls through, it looks like temperatures are going to drop down. Um, low temperatures could even drop down to the single digits, and there might be a few spots that might drop below zero um, in the coming days with high temperatures in the teens to slowly warming into the 20s and then possibly breaking um, freezing about early next week. Combest Salvin Associates Managing Partner Tom Sell is excited to see Congress to get back to work with Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson as Speaker. Glad we have this news and and uh, yeah, after 20 some odd days of not having a Speaker, it's, we, we're, we're back to the way the Constitution designed it and having a Speaker of the House who can manage and try and or herd the cats that is Congress. Um, so it's going to be fun. Sell is optimistic about what Speaker Johnson has set for priorities. I was encouraged to see that even in his in that kind of initial his rollout of what are the priorities, Farm Bill was among those things, and that's a great sign. Um, and of course, the fact that he represents uh, somewhat rural, many rural parts of of Louisiana, I think also bodes well uh, uh, for him. He, he he's well connected to kind of the known Republican leaders. Uh, from so many swaths, the, the great agricultural lands. The sale of American Crystal Sugar Company beet stock began earlier than normal this year. Red River Land Company President Chris Griffin is seeing solid demand for shares. Beet stock has remained extremely strong. There's been more volume than is typical for this time of year. And surprisingly, some of the lots uh, that we've sold have been larger than you'd anticipate with the current high price. And a year ago, beet stock peaked at $4,800 per share. The values are well above that level this year. They've ranged primarily between $5,000 and $5,200. There's been the high sales. We have one sale at $5,200, which is the high. USDA's weekly export sales report shows corn export sales totaled 1.37 million metric tons. That's 53% more than the previous week and 6% more than the four-week average. Soybean export sales totaled 1.38 million tons, one more percent than the previous week and 48% more than the four-week average. Net wheat sales of 381 tons are down 42% from the previous week and 40% below the four-week average. Corn export shipments were a marketing year low at 484,000 metric tons during the week ending October 14th, while soybean shipments of 2.4 million tons were a marketing year high. Corn Belt Marketing Market Analyst Sam Hudson says export shipments are more important right now than export sales. And the shipments are going to be the biggest thing because we can sell as much as we want, but if you don't ship it, it doesn't matter, and that can be canceled later. And so I think our pace between now and the end of the year is really going to suggest what is and is not possible as we get into next year. Uh, and by then, we'll, we'll have a better idea of what, uh, what that weather looks like. Obviously, Argentina is still relatively dry. Northern Brazil is something to watch, but they still have you know, time to fix that. Um, and so I think these markets have a, a path to just kind of chop around here. Thir you know, you know, 1275 to 1350 soybeans, I think, is a pretty relatively you know, fair range to expect on the corn. And I think 475 to five and a quarter is where we'll kind of live. Uh, I don't see a reason to really get much outside of that unless it's driven by geopolitics, and that's going to be kind of hard to, to predict there. 
USDA has issued a disaster de declaration for Clearwater, Kitson Lake of the Woods, Marshall, and Roseau counties in northwest Minnesota due to drought. Emergency loans are now available through the Farm Service Agency. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Time is running short to get fall applications on the field. Rock and Roll Agronomy crop consultant Jason Hansen says this week's weather system pumped the brakes on harvest and pushed other priorities like fall applications to the bottom of the list. We've had a little bit of fallen hydras go out and it was it's probably started on the oh Monday of last week, and there's uh, I just have a few guys that are doing it, and uh, I don't know if I'll have any fall urea go out, but depending on what happens with this moisture and snow, I don't know if everybody is going to get on what they anticipated. So there's been a lot of just getting done with harvest, get stuff cleaned up, start putting equipment away, winterizing sprayers. So there hasn't been a lot done. Hansen has been soil sampling since August and says there's been a few trends for select crops, but nothing like after the 21 season. Trends have been, generally speaking, if you were to overall, it, it's not like uh, 2021 where things that drought year was uh, extremely elevated. But there is uh, definitely a higher amount of residual nitrogen that's left, and probably the crop residue that shows it the most is wheat ground. Beans have a tendency to use their nitrogen. Canola does as well. There's been just a lot of, talking with other consultants, there's been a lot of abnormalities in soil sampling, which to me proves like every year you should soil sample. Checking markets before we leave you this noon hour. December wheat, Minneapolis, three and a quarter higher at 724. Chicago, December wheat's up nine and a quarter, and Kansas City is up seven and a quarter. December corn down three quarters of a penny at 479 and a quarter. March corn's down one and a quarter at 493 and a quarter. November soybeans down seven and three quarters at 1280 and a half. January beans are down seven and a half at 1301. November canola down $6.20 a metric ton at $6.71.90. The uh, December live cattle down 15 cents. November feeders are down $1.70. December hogs 85 higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.